Hey, I'm your host, Wes. And I'm your host, Scott. Come on in and grab a seat. Because you're hanging with us at the barbershop. Oh, yeah. I think some people have been still using some different disinfectants and antibacterials, and it just looks like it's 100 years old, and it's all peeling, (laughs) and like, oh my gosh, who needs benches replaced was the... uh, was the subject line. We had a leather couch, uh, not even a leather, I get technically leather bonded, right? Yep. Bonded leather that I had purchased before I moved back to the area. And uh, it lasted, oh man, it, it was holding up pretty good. Like the uh, the armrests were just starting to right. flake yep. on the, uh, just on the leading edge of them. And then we had a house guest. Uh, my uncle and his friend came for like a week and one of them stayed on the couch. And after that week, it was destroyed. Done. Right. I Like the the bond <laughs> that just completely delaminated and it was like, Oh my God, I yeah. can't like, I don't even, do you try to put a cover on it? <laughs> I, I mean, there's cool slip covers now for out, furniture. Yeah. And then you get like almost um, like tiny pool noodles and then you shove them down the crevices. So it holds, oh. so it really makes the slip cover look like it's part of the couch. Like and it's fitted. fitted. Yeah. Do you hear that extra buzz? Yeah, that's because we're recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, Scott. Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, uh, nothing like a good old natural preamble. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. And I'm Scott. <laughs> yeah, and this is another episode of Hanging at the Barbershop. Oh. <laughs> Hanging at the Barbershop Trial Edition. Trial edition. Yeah. Trying some new stuff out today. New stuff. New, a uh, couple new things. What do you want to talk about first? New beer or new gear? New gear. New gear. Tell us, tell us a story. What do you got? So um, we've been talking more and more, obviously, uh, in Ontario with lockdown shutdowns, stay-at-home orders. Um, we've been sort of talking about, you know, that ability to stay at home and us still be able to record That's or right. kind of record everybody's bit from home and then you know, piece it together or. All right. Unexpected phone call. Is is this one you got to take? Because if you got to take it, you got to take it on the air. Stephen Connell. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You're on the air with uh, Hanging at the Barbershop. Uh, awesome. Question for you. Yep. You got a bunch of paintball guns? I have maybe two of yours. Not too many. Do you need some? Uh, Lisa's boys are looking for and I just opened the block and only got 10. How many do you think you're supposed to have? Uh, 15 or 16. I would probably have at least two to three silver ones, but then I think that's it. I got nine of the 15 I bought. Right. Did you not get rid of some that weren't fixable, though? No, I never got rid of any. All right. Well, I'll dig through the garage. Oh, by the way, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, Steve. Are Thank you, you. like, oh. officially old today? No. No. Right, and you're still younger than me. Yeah, there, you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, I will take a look for those paintball guns, and I will give you a call or a text. All right, cheers. What What does a family of four need with 15 paintball markers? So, God bless Stephen. <laughs> um, great guy. He's always on the lookout for uh, a deal. Oh, okay. Or a bargain. I can appreciate that. And when AD Paintball and Cobaconk shut, oh, they auctioned really? it all off. Really? And his mindset, because 
to, and God bless them. And right, it, I think it comes down to disposable income. Yeah. So I mean, right? They both have wonderfully good jobs. They work really hard. Yeah, sure. And they play hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the opportunity to come up, and I think too, he's he's such a generous person. Yeah. That the fact like like he'd be like, oh man, we can do this, and I've got fifteen paintball guns. Right. So and we could just go rent the field, and we have gear for. We 15 have gear people. for fifteen, or oh, right, or we can just do it in our field and hide behind. Nice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So he bought a whack of their end of line stuff when they were selling it yeah, out, and he markers. was kind enough to lend me some when we were going before we bought all our right. all our gear. But I, as I say, it, it's funny that there's such a there is a quick movement. Just this is almost an excellent segue. Yeah, of when you start with something that's a rental or a basic unit. Yep. How fast you come to the realization of just it's not adequate enough in buying your own. Yep. Or buying that next step up, or yep. your right and. That's what we ended up doing for the paintball gun. So, I mean, I'm sure I've got paintball guns of his in the garage just collecting dust. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And um, th- that was back to this whole gear stuff. Yeah, where, yeah. Uh, You know, when we started this, we went pretty basic, pretty um, bought a couple of Amazon packages and mics. And, uh, you know, we've sounded really good. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I would say that those those initial four microphones that we got, like, as rock bottom basement of a, a price that they were, they have performed admirably. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think too, it has a lot to do with Andy, but I, I think we've sounded way better than we ever deserved to sound. <laughs> you know what? I can, I'm laughing along with you because I wholeheartedly agree. Every time I listen to any of our finished product, I, I kind of go, what the hell is that? That's not us, is it? That sounds so good. <laughs> and I mean, right, toot your own horn or whatever. But I mean, right, I've been listening to more podcasts probably yeah. in this eight month period to kind of get different ideas and different techniques and just see what everybody else is doing. And I mean, there's still a lot of stuff out there that, you know, just sounds bad or amateur. Yeah. You know, I, anybody who's in the space will tell you that gear is less important as is content and so as long as you have a great idea and you've got something to talk about you'll find an audience but i think we very quickly kind of twitched to the idea that you know we've got a pretty decent idea and it's and it seems to be working all right we're building an audience but man could could it be better and does gear play play a factor in that and i i think it does i mean certainly i replaced my microphone back at uh christmas and uh, i'm very happy with it and now here you are today ha and i have uh the identical mic but in silver and nice. you know what went um over to mars music in peterborough had another great conversation shout with out to marcus. marcus yeah guy is so knowledgeable puts so much on the table it's like almost like uh wow but uh yeah just gave him kind of a price point and some things i was looking to do with it and not even thinking as a, a mic for here in the shop, um, yeah. but just for home and that could um, USB compatible. And then we got talking about if you're spending money, what's what actually has the ability to do both. And yeah. then he's like, he almost perks up and he's like, well, then I have the perfect thing to suggest. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. I'm very familiar with how that sounds. And yeah. 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 So, so yeah, that was cool. To hit it with a hammer. Both Scott and I are using the Shure MV7, which is a uh, call it the uh, the little the little brother or the little cousin to the world famous Shure SM7B. If you're 
fan of the Rogan experience and you know what those look like, but uh, certainly has a similar styling to it. But yeah, like you say, it has this uh, pretty cool functionality where we can use it XLR connected to our mixer or we can take them home and we can go USB so that we can do everything as safely as possible. Nice. And they're dynamic microphones. That's right. Yeah, they sound really good too. Yeah, and uh, all in all, it's always nice to have new toys. I like new toys. <laughs> right? I can't I can't tell you how much I love this microphone and how long, uh, you know, in the short period of time, short relatively speaking, so what, we're uh, December, so uh, January, February, March, and now we're almost at the end of April. So for the f- four months or so that I've been using it, I am, uh, I am still in love with it. I find that anything... If you're considering this microphone and you've you've read the the reviews and you've read the specs, any of the uh, the features that are that would be there are more pros than there are cons as far I th- as I'm and concerned. I think any cons that you read is sort of that person and whether that functionality was ever important to them. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, and it looked super cool. Like he, you know, took the time to show me the the. Uh, app on the like a desk if you're running it off a desktop as a USB, yep. it comes with a downloadable app, and I mean it looked fairly powerful as well yeah. for functionality yeah, yeah. and stuff, and not having to use uh, an outside editing software. Yeah, full it did dis- a lot anyway. Full disclaimer: I have never, uh, I've hooked mine up to our mixer, and it's never left. It's it stayed here in the studio uh, the whole time, and it probably it probably won't leave. Well, ideally, right? If we're recording safely, that's right. Somebody should still yeah, be at the one shop. One of us can be here because yeah. somebody's got to run the software. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, and I think too at home and um, with other things that I'm thinking of and and pushing forward and and doing some cool stuff um, content wise for some uh, personal um, endeavors into podcasting as well uh, within the Sawcast family. I got a perfect spare. I got a little uh, reader's nook in our bedroom, which oh, I think yeah. um, will kind of give you that buffeted sound window. So, and then I was hoping when I kind of get that started that I'm going to maybe do um, like more stories and, and, and try to kind of reach out that way with the, uh, the theme of the, the podcast and maybe even reach out and do the same stories on TikTok. Because oh, cool. My, yeah. my daughter, she would never tell me that she was TikTok famous, but, um, she's famous for her friends and definitely famous to me. So they have a cool little inversion, um, filter. Yeah. So she's got her mother's fingers where her last knuckle on her pinky swings out. (laughs) So there she is holding her pinky up to, I don't know what song. And then she, she's hitting the inversion filter, Yeah, which then is taking the pinky and making it, a left and a right, back and forth, and it's quite a noticeable uh, bend to it. But uh, kid got three thousand views. Come on, yeah. And she's like, "Well, you know, as it gets more popular, yeah, I said it gets on more people's uh, for you pages, and uh, it's it's just interesting from that." And I'm like, "Well, that's cool." I said, "Well, what's what's considered viral?" And she's yeah. like, "Oh, like ten plus, like like ten thousand or more." Yeah, and she's like, "No way, am I." ever considered viral but uh here we'll throw another view here if i can find her but uh yeah it's a cool little uh and there's a guy in peterborough that um did you get a headphone jack in that i'd have to go get my woggle oh don't worry about it all right so 
Oh my lord! <laughs> and she's busting a gut as she's yeah, doing that too. Yeah, right? it's hilarious, right? Totally uh, I I quite yeah. enjoy it, right? And once you see it, but there's a guy. Uh, I think he's a Pickering firefighter, and he's got a TikTok page. Right, he lives in Peterborough, and yep. he's just putting a little like "Good morning" kind of, and the guy's gone crazy viral. Really? Yeah, and it's like maybe you just got to really reach out there. And as I say, if you have a cool message or. Your delivery's interesting. There's a, a huge opportunity for a lot of things to, to get out there. And, as, and to me, if you throw everything at the wall and hope for something to stick, so whether it's stories, yeah. whether it's TikTok, and, and all of a sudden you have 10,000, and I find too, right, from TikTok to Instagram, you'll see these people that have like a million followers. Yeah. And then they only have 200,000 people following them on Instagram. Oh. So it's like, what? And I don't understand what the the difference. Well, one's video and one's photos. Photos, but I mean, Instagram. I think gone, people are more. Are, there's still a lot of video that on are Insta- using it more for video. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it's just interesting demographically, yeah. or whether TikTok is, you know, as we say that Facebook is the social media of old for people. Old people, yeah. It's my social media. That TikTok is a, is the newest thing and don't worry facebook i'll never leave you yeah but i mean right i mean that that's but you look at facebook yeah and now you go to stories and they're tiktok feeds yeah really <laughs> i mean yeah. like right i'll see people repost stuff and i'm like oh that's they found that on facebook but that's tiktok it's got the little water stained tiktok yeah. thing yeah, in yeah. the bottom corner and it's like oh <laughs> and they're like I'd be like my mother reposting something cute and be like, oh, you're on TikTok, mom? Right, She'd be like, what's, right, right, right. what's TikTok? Well, I saw something interesting. Oh, do you want to do you want to talk about your other new thing? My other new thing? Yeah, let's let's talk about the other new thing. So, um, That's it, a little bit more, I guess that's kind of, that might even be bigger news. Bigger news? Uh, sure. The sure, opening, sure, sure. The opening of the establishment yeah. might be, yeah. So if you're a uh, regular through Bob Cajun, um, Old Dog Breweries, has had a sign on their location on King and uh yeah King and whatever uh, whatever that King road. Street's only so long yeah. so across uh, the street from Subway uh, opening soonish yeah opening soonish and uh, they are officially open <laughs> it was um, it's been opening soonish for like over a year <laughs> I, I think uh, it's it's such an interesting right you know, you know you're doing renovations you're bringing in heavy equipment they took up the roof line of the building that they had. Um, yeah. So much. I mean, I haven't yet to sit down to talk to the guy and actually see, but he's local. But right, he obviously has a passion for beer, and he's been guest brewing it. He's been making beer for quite some time. Sure, just not his own location. Well, it's exciting for us here on the show because that means new options for cold ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today I'm drinking the Yellow Lab, which is um, I, all his beers sort of have a dog a canine uh, twist. Yeah. So. Um, Oh my gosh, now that I can't tell you what it is. Is this where we break into uh, all of the moosehead jokes, only they're dogs now? Yes, exactly. So light, crisp, refreshing, uh, it's as simple as that. Yellow lab. Funny because that can is yellow, you know, just like uh, doggy pee. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I popped in the other day. The tap room is open. So they are, I think they've got um, uh, their four most popular ones in cans. Uh, they've got stuff on draft and they're filling up uh, mini growlers. Whoop, whoop for the growlers. Yeah, so um, it's exciting, and they've been experimenting. I got a honey uh, brown in a growler, and then they had one with a bit of a cinnamon. Yeah. Um, I wasn't brave enough to try that. So, But that's exciting. So, yeah, the um, old dog uh, 
brewery is open in Bob Cajun. So if uh, we you're wish through, them uh, yeah, all the luck. success. And uh, we're definitely going to support them. I saw something interesting this week uh, that I have never seen before. And this is uh, if you've, you know, if you've lived in Canada and are living in Canada and you are, uh, you've ever been on the internet, particularly YouTube, you may have at one time or another heard of a young gentleman by the name of Frankie McDonald. Frankie McDonald is a world famous amateur weatherman from Nova Scotia. Let me just see if I can. Uh... Oh, is he the guy that goes, Be ready? All right. Frankie McDonald. My not, God, he did is not know such. His, did not know his name, but I am familiar with his work. Let me see if I can pull something up here just to give you a sample because, I mean, the the last hurricane that, that came through, man, he was all over it. Let's see if this one's good. This is going to have a commercial. Oh, no, it's not going to have a commercial. Anyway, while I'm doing this, <laughs> as you know, in my uh, in my other life as a retailer. Oh, here's Frankie. This is Frankie McDowell, my old TV station live in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Massive storm is headed towards Nova Scotia on Thursday, January 4th, 2018. It's going to bring up to a lot of snow and rain. In Nova Scotia, there'll be powerful winds gusting well over 100 kilometers per hour. There'll be big, huge waves crashing beaches and shores in Nova Scotia. Okay, so that's that's Frankie McDonald. Hey, Wes, this yeah. is Scott from Bob Cajun, Ontario. So, I mean, Frankie has gone on to have world recognition for his amateur uh, meteorological, uh, his reporting. It's just, it, there is a certain, the man has an energy that is undeniable. Well, as I was saying, in my other life as a retailer, um, I deal in action figures and toys. And I kid you not, this week I saw somebody online has produced a Frankie McDonald action figure. Nice. Yes. And I don't know. I assume it was produced in Nova Scotia, probably limited run. And I was so tempted to like, how do I get this? Where? How much is it? Like, I want this. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, there's lots of guys that have action figures. I mean, look, turn around and look at the store, right? You've got um, yep. Painter Bob there. Oh, Bob Ross. Yes, Bob Ross. Got Bob I Ross mean, he's an bag. action figure. Like, like whoever would have thought that, I'm just going to paint this little tree here. Well, yeah. All lonely happy underneath the, uh, the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> he's a happy tree. Doesn't matter if you mess him up, guys, because we'll just do him a little friend. It's a happy little accident. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, right, he's got an action figure, so why not Frankie McDonald? The man is a national treasure. I don't, I don't care what you think about him, but uh, check out his videos. He's certainly, uh, if nothing else, he is incredibly entertaining and super energetic. So congratulations, Frankie, on your action figure that I never knew existed until this week. Nice. <laughs> uh, so you've been watching um, a lot of TV? I have been all over the TV. I'm probably putting in more hours than I probably should. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, or fortunately. Well, it's funny too because we, right, we were talking about your new couch. Yep, I love the new couch, and uh, that it it's already may, getting a butt print. I was going to say that your <laughs> rear end is already maybe That's made right. a divot on your side. I've already depressed the foam in my seat oh. by I don't know, good quarter of an inch. <laughs> anyway, so that's good. I'm glad that you like it. It's a fancy couch. It's yeah, uh, yeah. It's a nice couch. It's got uh, charging ports and USB, and we had been wanting a new couch. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I have particularly been wanting a new couch for a while. When we bought the thing, the, not the one that we're using now, but the, the previous one, we were, I mean, Kim was still on the back end of her divorce. 
And, uh, you know, my furniture was kind of not hand-me-down, but I mean, like I say, that, that, uh, bonded leather couch was just, it was falling apart. Divorcee chic. Yep. So we made, we made do, right? And, uh, oh my God, we were, uh, we were in Lindsay and we were yard selling of all things. And we came across a house and it was an estate sale. And, uh, the family was like super keen to like, they, they really wanted to move everything in there. So they, we had a look in the living room and they're like, there's some furniture in there that we're looking to get rid of. And it was like their, their parents. Now these are adult children, right? So mom was probably, or would have been like our grandmother's right. ages. Right. So the, the furniture was kind of like in that style that your grandmother would like, but you know, the front room, grandma's front room furniture, you know, you can't sit on it. Right. So, I mean, here's immaculate. This, yeah. 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 So when we bought the stuff, that's, that's the condition we got it. And we got a really good price on it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's served us pretty good, but it's just, it was finally starting to get to the point where cushions were getting compressed and the, it had a very low, uh, backrest on it yep. and it just was driving me nuts. I couldn't get comfortable on it. So finally I hemmed and a hod and I hemmed and a hod and I kind of, oh, you know, after enough grumbling and complaining, I convinced him, let's get a new couch. Right. And uh, we went to buy the thing and, uh, we decided we already have a pretty nice electric reclining seat in the base as a home theater seat right in our home theater room but we don't spend as much time down there as we used to right so <laughs> that how it always i happens. know i know now we need something for the upstairs so it's like what do you want to do well let's see if we can get a you know a couch a new couch to fit this space do you want a reclining couch well we already have one of those yeah but we like that so do we want another one for upstairs well can we fit people on it when when people come over and i'm like you can get those ones that have the fold down middle and anyway that's what we did we ended up finding one at leon's great price Make the deal, and only after we sign the thing, the girl's like, "Now nah, I got to tell you, because of no, yeah, she's that's... like, because it's coming from China." So we bought the thing. Man, what month did we buy it in? Like February. Yeah, not February. too long ago. Yeah, so she says, could be as late as August. Think July, but maybe August. And we're like, oh, like, well, the old one that's served us so far, maybe it'll be fine. Anyway, we get the phone call a few weeks, and it's like, oh, your couch is here. Like, oh, well, wasn't expecting that. So but. it didn't get held up in the Suez Canal. Well, I kind of was thinking about that. I'm like, was it on the ship just ahead of that one? Oh. <laughs> but it, to make it even worse, when we were in the store, I shouldn't say it's not worse for us, but I felt bad. There was another couple, and we were we were pacing around, like walking up and down the aisles, because you know you don't want to have your like do we don't we conversation in front of the sales rep. Yeah. So we take some time to walk around the store, and as we're doing a lap around the back of the store where all the powered sofas are, another couple walks by, and the 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 wife says to her husband, "Isn't that our couch?" And he's like, "Yep." And so we're like, "Oh, great! Here's a a couple that actually owns this model that we're contemplating buying." We're like, "Hey." What do you think of your new couch? And they're like, I don't know. We bought it as a Christmas present. Still don't have it. (laughs) So they had been waiting months at this point. So, yeah. I think that's the new way of things, right? The new norm. Yeah. And I mean, until the supply chain fixes itself and everything gets better, I think that's the way it is. It's it's funny we talk about um, furniture as we digress. My parents have bought a condo. You said that they were looking. No, man. They, they committed. Like, first one. Really? Yeah, they shook, shook the box of Smarties in front of them. They're like, yeah, we like, like that. Did you not just tell me about this, like, just within the last month? Yep. Oh, that's and fast. And, dude. And, that's fast. And their house yeah. is sold. Oh, okay. So, 
don't tell me <laughs> the market is is a rare in, in sure, Bowmanville. Sure. So they uh, had the opportunity. They've got a really good relationship uh, with their real estate folks. Uh, they have sold and bought their house for them. Yeah. A couple times, and they've helped my sister and brother-in-law buy several houses and move and all these things. So right. they're they're dynamic people, right? So I think that uh, the lady in passing or having a conversation with my sister says there is a awesome condo in Newcastle that your parents would love. Has all the upgrades. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the gentleman's age and some some illness has come, and he's moving closer to his children. That's fair. Happens every time, all, yep, every day. That, that's what that's yep. what pushes the market forward. So they go, they have a look. It's a ground floor unit. Right. Um, all the bells and whistles, updated kitchen, updated spacing, yeah. um, underground parking. So there's no driveway to shovel. All those good things that you want your aged parents to have. So yeah, yeah, of course. And the price was decent. That's all the things I want right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still has uh, an extra bedroom if I ever get back down to visit. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. So. <laughs> which is good and then they put their house on the market and got uh four days four days four days six respectable offers wow. um and done and i think they close in june real estate as a well as a buyer it can be uh it can be pretty exciting and I, but as a seller it's uh my experiences with real estate was actually pretty nerve-wracking I mean, uh, my, my life, my previous life, when I was in the military, owned, uh, I owned three houses. My first house, bought my first house. It was just, it was just an incredible experience. It was like super, super cheap, you know, like, like under 150. Right. <laughs> like, so like super exciting, but like teeny weeny little postage, like cottage basically on yep. a, on a lot, but great little piece of property. Anyway, had that thing sold. No problem. Our second house. I moved up in the real estate game. Yeah, of course. So I'm this time moving up. Uh, you remember my dad's house yep. in Fenland? So I, I bought a house that what I, I would say is very, very comparable in square footage and layout to my dad's house. So really nice place. We posted to Halifax and we bought the thing. And when it came time to sell, there was a, there was a depression in the market. And uh, I ended up coming back to Ontario and we bought again in Ontario. So we, we carried two mortgages for like the bridge benefit that we've got through the military that, that would help pay the interest on the, the mortgage yep. was about to expire. And I think the, the bridge benefit was something like six months or something. So like we were like, it's five months in and this thing hasn't sold. And I'm like, oh my God, this is going to expire. That and would I'm be gonna, stressful. Yeah. And then having to bear the, the full weight of both houses at the same time and not being physically there to oversee anything scary scary times anyway third house came along that was a good little little buy and but then of course <laughs> you know comedy of errors and you know the you know another another uh marriage you know succumb to uh you know yes yeah yes <laughs> but it was great uh in the sense that you know there were no children involved so that went very i'm not going to say it was amicable because it was anything but but it was a case of like she didn't want anything to do with me i didn't want anything to do with her we didn't fight for anything. We went your half. Yep, my half. Yep, done. And uh, had that thing sold in ten days. And I think too, if it goes well, and as I say, so now my parents are at that point. Is is there anything you want out of the house? Because obviously, oh, downsizing. You don't go from um, a two story house with a backyard. Yep. To a condo. Yep. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like 
well, what's not going to fit in the car? What are you looking to get rid of, and, Mom? And, and, and this is, and is you know, as you're saying, my parents have definitely acquired over a as lifetime their, as their parents have passed away, yeah. and they kept some of their furniture or their pieces. Yeah, you would, which was aged. Yep. And now they've become aged. I wouldn't say they're necessarily uh, postmodern furniture, right? They've got some nice stuff, but I mean, take the nice stuff, put it in. Like, don't buy all new furniture. As long uh, as that, you know, as long as that couch fits in your r- yeah, living room. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like Michelle's like, I don't even know what's in your parents' house. Take anything alone. that we, uh, we yeah. would own. I I can't honestly say other than maybe, and even that, it's you know, heirloom versus heirloom quality. Now I have to to separate the two because there's there's definitely a difference, right? Right. Like, sentimentality does not necessarily mean heirloom quality, and I would say there are very very few things in our house you've been there enough that that i would say that are heirloom quality right like maybe the desk that's in the basement that thing is definitely heirloom quality but really (laughs) i don't own anything that's worth passing on right well in this day and age i mean how many trips to ikea Ikea. which uh you and i have made no less than what three or four Four yeah. now, <laughs> and I mean, right? Ideally, that shit don't get passed down. That get shit get thrown out, right? It yeah, just, it goes to the end of the driveway. <laughs> and I mean, not to say it, it's. I like it. I like so everything we bought yeah, there. Me too. But it's 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 reasonably priced. It's easy to put together. But in this day and age, I often see stuff, and I'm like, buddy posted these like, oh, making the wife coffee tables today out of real wood. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, wish I had the skills. Nice had the skills to pay the bills. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I could do that. And one leg would be short, and the square would be off, and the drawer would never open. My oh my God. beer would slide off at a twenty degree angle. So that's a conversation I've had with Kim just lately, and it falls on those words. I can do that. <laughs> and you should have seen us in the backyard uh, having this like the I can do that conversation. And I'm like, honey you can do whatever you want. And I know you can because you have, but I also know that you will, I can do that 17 times in a row. And of those 17 projects, two of them will, will, will come to fruition. Right. So I applaud your, your tenacity and your, your wanting to do it. I said, but let's, let's put a little bit of realism on that and go, how much of this are we actually going to do? And it's great. To, and you could do it all, but it's yeah. that time frame, or you're tired or you know what? I don't want to do any more today. Yeah. And it's like, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I have 10 more projects I got to do. Yeah. And it comes down to, you know what? Supporting the economy. And you know, some guys doing that as his nine to five job. Yep. And you don't want to say that your leisure time has value, but it does. It does. Time time is absolutely valuable. So if you can pay somebody to do their job, support them, and yep. it leaves you your time to enjoy the project. Yeah. I think that has value. It does. You know, we already had our big COVID episode, but, uh, you know, at the expense of like, you know, aha, ha, what about COVID pricing? Do you know what I mean? Like any of the projects that we wanted to do this year. Have are, you seen the are, price of plywood? Well, this is exactly where I'm going with it. So we wanted to do a fence this year and we wanted to do a new shed. And the we spoke with uh, Kevin, um, yep. who's a contractor by trade. And, and I mean, any of the contractors will say the same thing. You're always going to get a better product if you build. And even Kevin is like, I don't fucking build anything this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, us being, you know, semi-ambitious where we'll we will tackle projects you know we go to youtube a lot and kind of look at the the how-tos we actually found a how-to guy that we really really like 
and he's in Canada. He's in Ottawa. Right. Has a great video series. We watched a couple of his like build a shed videos and even he's come out and said like, uh, uh-uh, not this year. Don't, right. don't do anything. I mean, plywood's up 125% and a sheet of plywood here in Ontario is 95, 94. Yeah, we just bought, uh, so we did those uh, planter boxes out back yep. and uh, mistakenly, the resin boxes, the ones that we poured the concrete into, yep. they're gone, they're retired. Oh. So we're building new ones. Couldn't get another season out of it? No, they'd already split. And the reason they oh. did was because we didn't put any drains in them. So with no drains, any rainwater that went in froze and the expansion destroyed the resin. It burst the sides open. I guess. Because so, I thought the concrete, wouldn't that make the, the seal on the bottom that it wouldn't... You would think, but I mean, then the layer of dirt on top, guess. the water that would have been in there, it wouldn't... I don't know if the concrete was porous enough to keep up with it. Interesting. So, new resin barrels... So now you have three concrete, four concrete blocks. Now, well, so they weren't <laughs> on concrete before. They were, well, what, yes, yes, technically, yes. from what we poured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get rid of those, but... Uh, <laughs> We, uh, we've gone from three resin barrels to four resin barrels. And instead of using those flimsy little two by two by two, four by four pressure treated eight footers. (laughs) And what's holding them in? They're not currently up yet. The the resin barrels have been set. So Kim actually went out the other day and she meticulously, she actually took up the, uh, where the fire pit used to be and, uh, salvaged the, um, the patio stones. Yep. So those have been meticulously leveled and put in place. So the four patio stones are now going to set or hold the uh, the planter boxes. Right. We are going to pour them in place instead of trying to pour them in the driveway and then carry them out back. That was just a dumb move. <laughs> Work smart, not hard. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's always, I've oh gosh, my house is full of projects I've attempted and failed at. There so. isn't a room in my house that I can't walk into and go, there's a thing that needs to be done. Yep, there's a thing that needs to be done. Michelle's gotten the itch. She wants to take the furnace um, chimney out. The furnace chimney. So we converted propane from oil. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we have the, uh, and we, when we put in the oil furnace, direct vent was not necessarily as good as it is now. Right. So we have uh, a three-story chimney that goes yeah. from the furnace room, through the laundry room, through our bedroom, oh. and through the attic. Is it in your closet? No, I boxed it in. You did? Okay. So it's, yeah. it's not noticeable, yeah. but she wants that space now. And she's like, oh, and we could put a like little, uh, like a sun dome and bring some light into the bedroom. And I'm just, I am so nervous. To tackle that one on your own. To remove it yeah. and patch floors and patch ceilings and patch a roof. And I'm like, fuck. So I hope that never comes to fruition. <laughs> what, what if you did the interior stuff and then when you came to the roof part, don't take that out until you replace the roof. Seal it up. And right. Like completely seal it from the inside. And then when you go to replace the roof, because eventually you're going to have to replace yes. the roof, take it out then. I just put shingles on it like two years ago. Oh. No, maybe four years okay, ago. Okay, so but you're we good weren't for friends no- yet. So you're good for like another 20. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, dear God. But yeah, she's <laughs> she keeps saying it out loud. Like she's trying to like manifest her future planting the seed and i'm trying to manifest mine by saying on air that i don't want to do that oh boy (laughs) so we'll see who wins
I'm not going to put any money on that because I think I know which way to go. <laughs> I'm a pretty good uh, putter offer of things, Wes. I, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, as am I. As I am feel I. good about my. Uh, yeah, full disclosure. I'm, uh, you know, I'm hard to get motivated sometimes. I'm a procrastinator and a finisher and not a finisher of jobs. Yeah, I'll, I'll drink yeah, yeah. to that. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is uh yeah a little tangent there. Back to uh, TV. Oh yeah, TV. Sure. Your butt divot in your couch. Oh, so you've yeah. been watching lots of TV. I've, I am, uh, man, yeah, I am. I've been watching a lot, and there's some, there's some really good stuff on right now. So you've watched some movies. Yep. So uh, latest movies for us would be, so after Wonder Woman at Christmas, what was the next one that we went for? Godzilla versus Kong. Right. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's everything that I expected in terms of uh, of a monster movie. Like, I mean, it's funny. It's almost a full circle moment, right? Because I mean, you got Godzilla versus Kong, which is a, a basically a um, a redo of the the uh, Toho movie from the the nineteen sixties, right? Yeah. Fast forward to the nineteen eighties, and then you have the video game Rampage, which is essentially the yes. the, the fantasy of you know Godzilla ver- the big lizard and the big ape stomping a city, right? Really? And then they made a Rampage movie. Remember Rampage with, the, with The it Rock? Was, it was all right. It was okay. Godzilla vs. Kong is a better Rampage movie. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly what so you expect. So, does that movie have anything to do with the current Godzilla movies that have come out? Absolutely, yep, yep. And then does the Kong throw back to... Skull Island? Yes. Yes. So all in They this... are all interconnected. Oh, very good. Yeah, so I mean, uh, and, and the, the, the common thread is, uh, oh my Lord, what's her name? Millie Bobby Brown? Yes. Millie Bobby Brown for, <laughs> say that four times I fast. I know. Millie Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown, Millie Bobby Brown. Woo, I did it. You did good. Um, so she is the connecting thread tissue between King of Monsters and Godzilla versus Kong. It's good. Because I feel like good. she was only in the last Godzilla she was, movie. Yeah, she wasn't she was. in the one before. No, no. But I mean, they are in the same universe. It's the same continuity. Kong takes place in the 1970s, where Kong is established as being the lone survivor of his species. And he's actually a young, uh, relatively young ape of his species. And then fast forward to now, and he's fully grown. So he's now, he's like the size of Godzilla. He's much, much much it's the biggest on-screen Godzilla ever I would say in terms of uh quality the movie is maybe you know what I I really liked King of Monsters I, I love the whole all of the monsters coming out you know Ghidorah and the Mutos and uh flying flamey bird guy wow why don't I know this Rodan yeah okay <laughs> Mothra I loved yeah. all of that right I just love the the monster fest that that movie gave us this one doesn't do it on the same level, but there's some really cool surprise, not surprise. If you've watched any of the trailers, you already know the surprise twist, which is really well done. Um, so now all I want is my, uh, I want my Pacific Rim crossover because we're right, right on the cusp. And they're done by the same studio. So, oh, very yeah, cool. Legendary. Have you, uh, speaking of Pacific Rim, have you watched the cartoon on Netflix? I started watching it. Having a having some difficulty kind of picking up where in the timeline it is. Right. I presume it's post the second movie. Right. Seems to be good. I uh it's on my I've watched the trailer and it's on my list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully and then uh you watch the Snyder Cut. I did watch the Snyder Cut. In fact, we upgraded our Crave subscription just so we could watch the Snyder Cut. Now have you moved Snyder it Cut. back? Nope. 
Nope. I'm going to leave it where it is. I, I like the idea of having access to current HBO programming. Um, but here's the trade-off, right? Like if you're an HBO max subscriber in the United States, first off, good for you. Cause you're getting everything uh, on your subscription for us up here in Canada because of those pesky little distribution deals. Uh, we're not as lucky. So of all of the Warner properties that we're going to HBO max so far, the Snyder cut is the only one that has been included without a premium. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but you didn't know where to begin? Maybe you'd like to try podcasting without having to invest in any recording equipment. Do you have an idea for a show, but you're not sure how to develop it? Let Sawcast Productions take care of all of that so you can focus on what it is you want to say. Sawcast Productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show. When your show is ready... Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say? <laughs> Everything else is a uh, is a is a premium rental. So, we paid for Wonder Woman. I um, wonder, but right, that's first run. I mean, yep. I would have, and I know for the way I've done it. So, Justice League has come out. Yes, and it's been a front. This is sort of to, to pay for it again. As a frontline first run movie, as a first, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I know that it's. It's. I haven't watched. You it. haven't watched it yet. No, you've seen the theatrical cut. Yes, it is deviant enough uh, that, that it's it a is new movie. A, yeah, it is. But and I appreciate that. But to me, to have to you know subscribe to <laughs> something to get it and yeah. then to pay for it, not this guy. I so I had this conversation with Kim the other day, and I'm gonna. Let me just let me just try and see if I can make it flow as well as it did with her. I'm super happy with the amount of money that I'm spending on entertainment. So I subscribe to Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and Crave plus HBO plus movies. You haven't put Disney Plus, and in I there. subscribe to Disney Plus. Those four services combined are still cheaper. They're still cheaper than what I would pay for in a in a high mid to high level cable package or satellite package. Correct. Now, this is where I really go, am I okay with this or not? If you're a movie person, which we are, I, I mean, like, we would see a movie once a month for 12 months of the year, sometimes twice a month. I was going to say, you definitely would go more than once a month. So for us, two movie tickets, two dinners, twice a month for 12 months is way more money than I yep. would spend on a premium rental in my house. We've been cultured by this idea that a first-run rental is only $6. But a first-run rental, you know, in the blockbuster years was anywhere six months or later you know, past the theatrical run. Yeah. And no different um, right. in, on, on Expressview, on Bell. Right. By the time that movie comes as a rental, yep. it is quite a it's, – it's a good chunk of time. It is, yeah. So, I mean, of course you should pay more if you want it yeah, yeah, yeah. at the start. And that's my thing. I'll just wait. Like when Mulan came out, you yep. paid to yeah, watch we, Mulan. Yeah, we did. We paid for Mulan, yeah. And now I patiently waited, and now I can watch it for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's fine. I mean, I totally understand. I know a lot of people in the blockbuster age that that's what they did. I'll wait till it's on video. Yeah, good for you. But we are, like I said, if you're a movie person, and clearly we are, it fits not only does it fit with our lifestyle, it fits with our budget and, and we're, yep. we're more than happy to do that. And, and this is the thing that I, that I would say is 
if you're one of those people that are, are screaming bloody murder that, you know, that you can't support the film industry unless the theaters are open, you are absolutely wrong. No, <laughs> because, for sure. Yeah. By the time that the theater, you know, takes their cut and these first run rentals at home for 25 to $30, that is how you support the studio. That's how you, you're supporting the studio directly. Subscribing to all of these uh, subscription services is supporting the studios because every studio wants to have their own. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and I've said it before, you know, right now, Netflix is still the largest movie studio on the planet. And so. apparently they took a uh, a dip. Did they? Uh, yeah. In the last quarter. So the, the nice gain they saw gained at the start of COVID sure. has dropped a little bit. Has it dropped because in favor of other services? Because The, the article did not say that, but... Um, anecdotally, I heard that Disney actually has come up. Well, right, because why did you get Disney? I got Disney for The Mandalorian. Why did I get Disney? For The Mandalorian. Correct. Yeah. So, and I was a year later than you. That's right. So I waited yeah, um, and then got it in just before two season two started and binged one. Yep. But I mean, if you look at what Disney is doing and the amount of content we are going to get here shortly. Oh, I know. Um, my Fridays are filled for the next like 10 my years. My <laughs> God. I am so pleased with, you yeah. know, and- you know, is everything fantastic? Have I liked every story and every episode? No. No, no I'm as, the same way. As a collective whole, have I enjoyed it? Yes. And it's given me something to watch Friday night. You know, with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier just ending this week. That's right. I was happy with that. You know. Don't forget on our sister show, Fandom Power, we're going to be uh, doing our our Falcon and the Winter Soldier retrospective on the next episode. Oh, very nice <laughs> yeah. tie-in. Um did I feel like it was a TV show? I don't know if I thought it was um, what it was that um, WandaVision was. I felt like it was a six-hour movie. That's Kim read a thing cut that, up. that said, by the time you've you've watched it, it's going to basically run like a six-hour movie. And and when I think about it holistically that way, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I I mean, being episodic, it allowed you to you know kind of move on on different stories yeah and and they did that well so i didn't feel like you know the zemo stuff trailed over in so there was zemo episodes and then there was non-zemo episodes really the uh as soon as he wasn't part of the story he wasn't part of the story other than you know the odd cut scene and stuff right The the whole series to me is one giant sam wilson character study really it's uh, and it does that very very well. It falls short on on, you know, it doesn't serve Bucky very well. And I mean, he's half the show. He's supposed his name is on the show. It is, and uh, sadly, he was underserved on that one. Um, you know what though? I think too, if you think about his story and where he's coming from, yeah, and you know, he's already had some of his story told in. Um, in the films. In the films, yeah. right? In the first Captain America, in Civil uh, War, Civil War yeah. and in um, uh, The Winter Soldier. Captain America, yeah. The Winter Sol- the Winter so, Soldier. I mean, right, he's had screen time and where, you know, the Falcon, you know, in his movies, he was, you know, a special ops guy, and then all of a sudden he's flying in on those wings. Yeah. And then, you know, he obviously has some time with Cap when he's on the run yeah. after the uh, Segovia yep, yep. Accords, but you don't really hear those stories. So, no. you know, did Sam deserve a little bit more storytelling? I think so. And sure. Re- and really, everybody Bucky knows is dead. 
Yeah, it's it's this. It's, so I mean, it's right, the, the Steve inter- Rogers thing all over again. The man out of time. Yeah, and I mean, so Sam, I mean, right? He's reconnecting with his nephews. He's reconnecting yep. with his sister. Yeah. He's, I think there's more stories there, and and you know, in the time and age that we're at, yeah. Um, whether you agree with it or not, um, I think it was a very relevant uh, case study on race. Oh, so that is the strong one of the strongest points of the show is exactly that. How they handle racism in that show is just it's it's pretty poetic. And this is what I say, like when I say a character study on Sam Wilson, it's just I love you know that they contrast you know Falcon as a world class hero comes from a poor family. Yep. Do you know what I Can't mean? Can't get a bank yeah. loan. Nope. Nope. And uh, not to steal your thunder, I'll just throw out my own opinion. The last, his last uniform, too many shoulders and don't like his ear holes. Oh, really? Ugh. It's very faithful to the comic version. Well, that's fine. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. There's a few people out there that don't like it. Yeah, that's all right. So yeah. I won't, yeah, I don't want to steal any thunder from anyone else's opinion, but yeah, yeah, if you want to bring that up, that I thought he had too much shoulder padding and ear I, didn't, holes. I didn't like ear holes. Unnecessary ear holes. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, how about, uh, Mortal Kombat? Oh, you watched that too. I did. I, right? I won't, I won't see it. I've, I've you won't. The, okay. I'll, I'll, right? I won't go out and rent it. Because that, again, that's just outside of my... It's too fringe? No, I like Mortal Kombat. Okay. But that's not where I'm spending my money. I cannot play a Mortal Kombat game to save my life. Right. Like, it, it, there's no, just no way. Just no. <laughs> and I, I like the original so movies and, right, uh, I can't name drop them, but the guy that played Highlander was Raiden. And... Uh, that's Christopher Lambert, the French actor who yeah. played the Highlander, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he did a great job as Raiden, and he was Raiden throughout the... In- <sighs> I find that actually to be, so <laughs> this is where our opinions divert, and I actually think that he was the weakest part of that ah. movie. So... This movie, I would say, is equally entertaining. And I just mean that, like, if you're just looking for a dumb beat-em-up movie where you can just switch off for an hour and and 40-some minutes, this movie does that for you in spades. There's some criticism about whether it adheres to the plot that's been established over, what, 30 years of games? Yep. Where it kind of diverts that way. But casting-wise, I feel this movie's casting choices are spot on. And that you have an Asian actor playing Raiden. Thank you. This is exactly what the character needed, right? <laughs> Not a white French man. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the Raiden is actually... Uh, Very good. Yeah, and really good. I assume, now what did it come out on? It came out on... Warner. It's on... Uh, Warner. Yeah. Well, so we rented it... So, uh, and was it a $30 rental? 25 25 Yeah, 25 I rented it through uh, Amazon, actually. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And that's just... That's where I struggle is, right? And I say, that's just not where we're spending our entertainment dollars. Yeah. So, which is... Right, however you... I have no problem that it's out there. It's just I will not have... It's just not for you. Well, yeah. I just won't have an opinion until they trickle it out somewhere else that's fine totally fine yeah but it's always interesting too eventually is it just not going to trickle out anywhere else do you think so there you know amazon got it to to premium rental yep um it'll be on whatever warner brothers eventually does yeah so it'll be uh so warner has because it's a warner movie it'll be hbo max so here in canada i do fully suspect that if warner this is again this whole distribution thing if we're talking united states it's easy all the Warner movies are going to HBO Max. There's no question of that. It's that whole distribution thing where Warner has this crazy distribution deal. Like, this is weird because you've got 
I would say that it's probably going to come to Crave, but I can't actually say that specifically. And, and the, here's the weird part, right? You've got things like Star Trek, Star Trek that are made by Paramount, right? Paramount, uh, my Lord, did they have, they don't have a, a service of their own, do they? Peacock TV. Right. But in Canada, all the Paramount, like Star Trek is on Crave. Yeah. So it's whoever they're licensing it to internationally. Right. So it's hard for me to pinpoint and say, yes, Crave is absolutely going to have these things. I would suspect that they would, but really, I, I don't know. And that's why you still see some Marvel movies on Netflix, because those distribution deals aren't done yet. Yeah, that's actually just came up in the news this week. Uh, so every Marvel movie that's not an MCU movie, so the particular the Sony-branded yep. uh, Spider films, they're on Netflix, as is Venom. Uh, but the, they've just reached a deal with they're all coming uh, home. Sony that they're once the Netflix deal expires, they are going to move over to Disney Plus. So all the Marvel, or at least all of the modern Marvel yeah. titles, are going to be under one one platform. So kind of cool that way. Well, that's right because you can't find um, there. When I took my holidays, I binged. Yeah. All the Marvel stuff. Yep. And the Incredible Hulk isn't there. That's the only one that will be excluded because the solo rights for the Hulk are still at Universal. So if and when that ever expires, and I mean, I'm sure it will at some point. Yep. Because that they put these clauses in these contracts. If you're going to keep, keep the character, you have to make something. Right. That's how you have Roger Corman's fan, uh, Fantastic Four, by the way. Right. Or the the Captain America movie from the '90s. These movies that are basically placeholders. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, need yeah. to do something with it. And yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But you, so right when you think that that's going to go to HBO uh, HBO Max here in Canada, do you think that ever gets released? Because that's going to be Crave and Crave that's is right. Bell. That's right. So will you see that go to the satellite under the yeah you know, those yeah, three hundred channels? For sure you will. Yeah. yeah, of course you will. Yeah, you still get the movie network on your satellite. I do. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we get HBO Plus movies, which would have been the old movie right. network. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting, right? Because it's like, well, eventually, are, are you going to have, if you want to watch that stuff, are you going to eventually have to buy into that, that studio service? service to get it, that they're going to start hoarding it, like intellectual property, and be like, nope, if you want it, you got to come in, or does, it, does that create another... It's the generation of bootleggers. It's the cable wars all over again. Now, I mean, we're lucky in the sense that we live rurally, so there's really only one option. But, you know, you live in a place like in an urban uh, an urban uh, center where you have a choice. You can go to Rogers, you can go to Kojigo, you can go Shaw, you can go. That's, I think, what's going to happen with all these, with all the studios wanting to get in on the, you know, what I call the Netflix money. Yep. They all want to have their own streaming service and they all want that recurring revenue they're going to, why wouldn't they distribute their own stuff? You know, it, it, it makes sense. But the problem I think is you're going to, it's going to become so tight where, you know, nobody's going to want to distribute to anybody where it's like, you're going to have a certain point where the consumer is going to say, nope, I'm not paying for another service. Yes. So nobody's going to see your stuff if you don't get in bed with one of the other Somebody guys. Somebody else. Exactly. That's my thought, right? I mean, how much more yeah. diverse will I go? That's why Probably I think. not. That's why I think that Netflix really, yes, they are going to take a hit from things like Disney and Warner. I mean, they're huge studios. Yeah. I don't think that they are going to disappear. I, I think they're they're. 
I think they have a, a very bright future ahead, especially with their original content. And some of the original content that they're making is really, really good. Um, did you see that uh, Dan made a post about Bone and Ash? I did. In fact, we just watched the trailer for that yesterday, and Kim was trying to decide if she actually has the book that that's based you know, on. If she does, I will totally borrow the book. Okay. If she's into lending books. Um, uh, she's selling off a bunch right now. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, we are three episodes in. Okay. And it's quality. Yeah. The story, there's a lot of main characters. Oh, okay, okay. So, Ensemble. Yeah, yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of stories going on. It's kind of bouncing. It's bouncing within each episode. Yeah. And um, that's always something I thought Game of Thrones did really well is, so if it was, you know, Wes's episode, yep. we very much were on things that were happening to Wes, and we sure. might not even see... Jon Snow in this episode because it's Wes's episode. Right, right, right. And then the next episode comes in and and picks up where yeah, there's yeah, yeah here's okay. a Jon Snow episode, and and very much that's how he wrote the books because if you go back and read the books, I'd have to start. I think the third or fourth book doesn't even mention certain characters because it's not there. It's just not relevant to where he's writing. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So I would say right now my. So we are 100% streaming family. We don't have regular TV. Oh, here's one for you. I just, before I get into what I want to say, there's some free ones out there that are actually pretty good. Now, CBC Gem, we have CBC Gem. It's free. You can you can watch it on your computer. You can watch it. You probably can get it on your Roku. Right. We watch it on our Fire Stick. That's how we watched the the rest of Shit's Creek and some of the other like uh, Canadian programming that, that Kim likes. The other one is, City TV has a free one. Oh. And on City TV, we've been watching Young Rock. And right. And that's fun. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't don't discount the free ones that are out there. Tubi, Tubi TV, if you're looking for, like, old B-grade movies and all kinds of, like, 70s and 80s cartoons, lots of stuff on there. But right now, my my favorite streaming show is on Amazon Prime, and it's Invincible. Watched first Three episodes. Holy good. cow. Get caught up, man, because oh. there's a conversation to be had. It's cool. so good. It's If you are a fan of The Boys, uh, if you're a fan of the superhero uh, uh, genre to begin with, then you are already part of the audience that this is for. And if you're an adult that appreciates the adult kind of thing, like The Boys, this show delivers in spades. Like, it is... It's completely derivative. I mean, it, it it almost makes fun of itself without, like, it doesn't do that tongue-in-cheek where, you know, like, look at the camera like, ha-ha, like, you know where that comes from. But it is very clear where the Marvel DC influences For are sure. in that show. But it treats itself s- super seriously. Yeah. And it's animated. Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? And, and I almost have to say that to refresh my own memory. I would tell you it does not watch like an animated. Nope. I I maybe like in the animation style, it's like, oh, I feel like that's almost, would you call it shaded cell or not even? It's, it's not like Avatar. The, but The I lines mean, are kind of blurred. I yeah. mean, just about everything is done. I don't think there is any traditional hand-drawn animation anymore. Not certainly commercially speaking. It's just not, you know, no, viable. It's not viable anymore. But it looks... It looks yeah. like a really yeah. Really... And, and watching those first three episodes, it's like I almost have to go back and remind myself that it's animated because yeah. it's like, oh, I didn't even feel like I was watching a cartoon. No, the scripts are super strong, yeah. and I mean, it's a, 
it's got a little bit of teenage drama. It's got, uh, you know, hordy hordes of like superhero tropes. Yep. And like all of them thrown at you <laughs> kind of at the same time. First three episodes, I mean, so they've, the earth's been invaded, what, like six times yep. already? Yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps giving you more and more and more. And by the time you get up to where they are right now, Oh, it's a big twist, and it's so good. Cool, I, good I, to know. I'm not going to give it away. It's so good. Invincible, everybody. You need to be watching this. It is so good. Amazon Prime Video, Invincible. <sighs> so, uh, on other news, yeah, uh, because you're older than me. By a little bit. Yeah. So, have you booked your vaccine appointment? Uh, I have not, but I'm about to. I have booked some other appointments. Right, right. You know, I have some uh, issues, so. Yeah. I'm going back in for uh, scopes. Oh, good yeah. times. Both of them. Need gonna, somebody to come and hold your hand? No, I will. I will. I'll be sleeping. I'll, I'll be drugged up and sleeping for the. And are you getting both at the same both time? Both at again? the same time. Oh, that's see, that's smart. Yeah. You were saying. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just curious if you and Kim had um, now that they've dropped it to forty-five and above. Forty-five or forty? I thought it was over forty. I thought it was forty-five. I'll have to double check that. Doesn't matter. We both qualify. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna book your appointment, and you're just gonna put yourself on the waiting list at a drugstore and see what uh, happens. It's funny. Just before we started today, we got a message on the answering machine, and it was Kim's uh, clinic saying that uh, they are doing a clinic this Friday and wanted to know if she can make it. So she might be getting it here at her uh, at her nurse practitioner's oh, office. Oh, very good. My nurse practitioner has suggested that I just uh, register on the Ontario website. And by the way, the Shoppers Drug Mart here in town is doing it. Yes. I'm like, okay. So I'm going to get registered for that shortly. But, you know, there's that, you know, Kim's having some issues, you know, with the whole, you know, the AstraZeneca uh, branding uh, and the the blood clot issue. And so, you know, we just you, today actually we were talking about that. Do you know what you're going to get at your clinic until you show up? Mm, well, they told her on the message today that it was the AstraZeneca. Oh, there you yeah. go. So, you know, the, the risk, I mean, you, you do what you want to do, whatever you feel, you know, is the right choice for you. But at the same time, you know, we live in a world where just having this conversation earlier today, like having a, a medication that could, that potentially, you know, has a fractal of a percent of causing a blood clot is something that we never would have even considered a year ago. No. You know, well, and, considering... And, Birth control. Yes. If you looked at those numbers. Yeah. yeah so I right? mean, when you look at what the instances of blood clotting with birth control pills, nobody bats an eye at that. And a year ago, first of all, it wouldn't even be newsworthy. And if it was, you know, the public reaction to, oh, somebody got a blood clot on their birth control, it'd be like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. But nobody's going off their birth control because one person got, yep. or even a handful of people. Again, you know, the optics and the perception play a huge role in this. So- is there some trepidation about for the the AstraZeneca one? Sure there is, but it doesn't outweigh the benefit of getting in line and getting jabbed. And yeah, returning back to a semi-normal life. If that's what it takes to get me there, that's fine. And if I get a blood clot, so what? There's blood thinners for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Warfarin for everyone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm not, yeah. too, uh, not too concerned, to be honest with you. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, as I say, that was... Uh, um, I heard uh, a workplace was um, subsidizing any of their employees that went and got done. They were getting three hours pay. Noise. So that was cool. Kim and I were out uh, on the town the other day, and I uh, i don't know. Did I send you the photograph? There's a piece of real estate here in town that's open. You didn't send me the photograph. I didn't send you the photo. You, okay. But we did chat about it. It's a local telephone number, which leads me to believe that it is a local landlord. 
not a Toronto landlord. So my, the curiosity in me is like, I wonder if he wants local rates, <laughs> not Toronto nice. rates. So, but the building that that empty space is adjacent to contains a hair salon. And we both noticed that that hair salon now has curtains in the window that were never there before. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's been a few businesses that we've talked about uh, locally. Why is there paper on the windows? And Peterborough that um, that are service uh, businesses that have paper in the windows. Yeah. So maybe they're just doing some renovations. I feel uh, incredibly sorry for them. And I mean that in the most genuine sense of the word. I can't imagine what it is like to be reliant on that income to pay the bills. I'm very fortunate that I am not, and I can't imagine what it's like to have to go through that right now. Have those stressors, right? Nope, can't imagine it. So, so. you know what? Yeah, you're very. Yeah, as I say, I think we've uh, we've discussed this several times. That you know, I'm very fortunate with what I do, and that yeah. you're in the financial situation and where you sit with how you're running your businesses and yep. how your household income works. Yep. And I mean, that sometimes is the great thing about running a home-based business because the landlord is you. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Oh, we're lucky that way. Yeah, That too, right? That Kim's not renting a chair. No, she's super. She's actually happy to have a break. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) I love my clients. I love my clients. I don't know if I mentioned this on the last episode. Did I tell you that I took a phone call? Yes, you did. Okay. That is on air and on record. She will not break the law for you. Yeah, yeah. And the the person just simply was like, okay, I'll keep trying. I'll just keep calling around. And I thought that was hilarious. And I'm sure they found somebody. Yeah. Well, I saw signs on the way to work and I can't remember what the, uh, the, the, but it was like they were advertising their mobile service. You know, they're. We'll come to you. Yeah. And I'm like, is this the time that you want to be advertising that? I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, right after that announcement was made and the uh, solicitor general basically implied you should call on your neighbors. You know, how many police agencies in the province kind of said, no, we are not going to be randomly stopping people. You still have a complaints driven system. So if if somebody complains, somebody's going to respond to that. Yeah. yeah. And as I say, you know what? It's great to have an opinion. Yeah. Keep your opinion to yourself and let people live their lives. And if it doesn't affect you. Man. If everybody would just look after themselves and do what they needed to do to protect themselves, then in essence, they are protecting everybody else because we're all taking the same level of precaution. Yes. Unfortunately, and, that's just not happening. Um, shout out to City of Kawartha Lakes. I got a phone call. Have I told you this story? Not sure if you No, did. I have an outstanding building permit oh, on my property. So now that you're just jogged my memory to that, can I tell you something? Sure. I was going to ask you. Maybe you fucking not... called and complained, you I cocksucker. Didn't I did not. Oh, good. Uh, you the... said after this big complaint-driven <laughs> system. No, no, oh, no, no. I was like, God damn you. So when we were going when we were going over to Fenland the other day to get our, uh, Kim wanted a uh, Texas burger. Right. When we drove past the house, the city was in your driveway. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I think the kids were home. Georgia was home. She's, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, which was a very unique, she's like, yeah, this guy comes up I and meant asks to him. ask you how that went. Yeah, yeah, it went well. So I- Outstanding. I've been in my house uh, 20 years, 21 years. Yes. And the city calls and they must be bored at the office and they're going through their records. So the nice girl from the yeah. building um, division calls and she's like, would you have taken a, uh, a building permit out for your deck? And I'm like, well, yeah, I had a house permit and a deck permit. 
And right, the I said your records should show the house permit probably got closed in March when we moved in. Yeah, and I said ideally of the, twenty or two thousand or whatever year. Yeah, and I said the deck should have been done at the same time. And she's like, well, it never was. Oh, and I'm like, okay, so what are we gonna do? And she's like, well, we'll send the inspector over. And I'm like, oh my god, are you god. serious? Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, my God. So, I mean, I have a 20-year-old deck. So he's going to inspect it under 2021 standards for a deck that's 20 years old. Correct. That's not fair. No, and that's what I was nervous about. Guy is legit. He's cool. Uh, came to the house, oh, okay, uh, yeah. talked to Georgia, asked if her dad was there, and um, she's like, no, he's at work. And uh, he's like, okay. Um, he says, I'm probably just going to go down the side and take a look at the the thing and so <laughs> you're gonna be able to get over that fence <laughs> no yeah so it didn't hop over the the big fence but we yeah. have a chain link on the other oh, side right, which right, you would right. get a decent he view. could have a good look at it i think so yeah so i got a call at work that he had uh side creeped my and that nice. the building permit is closed now closed um which i was quite happy oh, with that. and he's good. like i kind of laughed he's like yo don't tell me too much yeah <laughs> and i'm yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. You're, you're you are cool shit okay good yeah so uh that permit is closed but it's yeah i was really nervous because it's like you know the deck's showing its age yeah and i know there's stuff that needs to be updated but it's like man brought up to whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well i think you're kind of good that way like but i mean if you ripped it off and started from scratch a new need, one yeah but yeah yeah you know you know maybe there's a stair tread that's a little softer than the other ones and yes but right right now the price of lumber it's like man that's not, not a doing anything with it yeah it's not yeah. this year's project nope no no you know maybe somebody's getting the boards are a little rough and the odd slivers coming up well we're actually shoes? uh our our deck there's the deck extension that we put on which is still in, in great shape because it's well actually it came up in my memories it's uh, uh it's five years now Oh, there you go. But the lower deck, the pool deck, it's, you know, you get a little, you put a little moisture on that and it's, <laughs> you're, you're skating. So um, went out and bought a pressure washer. Right. So this year, if anything, because the cost to clean it up will be minimal, minimal, is I will pressure wash it. And I think if we're really ambitious, uh, punch all the nails down and get a deck sander, give, right. it, give it a once over and then uh, reseal, resta- it. Yeah, reseal it. But it's definitely got to get cleaned and TSP'd and whatever right. fungal growth is there stopped. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, because it is. It gets wet a lot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of water that comes out of that pool, well, pool when you deck. get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of water comes out when I get in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Displacement, my friend. Yes, yes. Well, right? It's not like uh, you or I or either of us are tiny. Oh, that was something my wife told me. Oh? Uh, future uh, content. I'm like, oh, you suck for the show. Yeah, what she want to do? The uh, the beach body. No. Yeah. So right, pick your favorite. Uh, we can fix you up for the summer workout. Uh huh. And give it a whirl and see what happens. And I'm like, I might actually use my gym. Well, right. And I so like I said, are we going to do like the push up challenge or like you know do a hundred squats in a hundred days? Yeah. Or, She's like, yeah, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, oh. So by day 100, you should be able to do 100 squats. Something like that. Ooh, or okay. right, she's like, oh, we own the P90X. I'm like, P90X is aggressive. P90X, even on beginner, is uh, is is ambitious. Yeah. I knew a guy who did. <laughs> I'm like, did you forget I have a heart condition? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know a guy who did P90X at the, like, there's the, the yes. beginner, then there's the standard and the advanced. And he was doing it standard, and, and he was pretty gassed by the end of it. And he was doing it 
very diligently according to the 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 way that the series is laid right. out, like switching up the the videos. I don't know how he did it. Uh, I certainly uh, did. He get ripped. He was already jacked to begin with. Oh, you know, I hate those like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to you, uh, Georges Ricard, mon ami. <laughs> Tabernacle. No. <laughs> oh, and and full time smoker too. So I'm like, oh my god. So insult to injury, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, good genetics. Good genetics. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> oh, oh. Shout out to Mark. Which Mark? Rubber hand grenade, Mark. Oh, Mark DeVoe. Yeah, back uh, on the YouTubes. Back on the YouTubes, but he new, also dropped new, his bike uh, on his ankle. Well, yes, I saw that and uh, hope wish him a speedy recovery. <laughs> now, I think from what I was following, not broken. Not broken, but banged up pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah. Uh, it definitely looks like it's a. he'll need a bigger sock for that foot for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so don't uh, be careful where you park your uh, motorcycles, guys. Those sand patches are not your friends. It's still early. I keep forgetting that we, you know, I mean, when it's cold, I complain because I'm just, that's the point in my life where I'm at, where I just, I don't want it to be cold anymore. But really... You know, I can't say what the East Coast was like, but here in Ontario, we had an unseasonably warm winter when you look at it, sort of the the whole thing. And yeah, the roads still are not 100% cleaned up. So uh, if you're on two wheels, be careful out there. Yes. So anything else you want to talk about? You know what? I think um, I think we're good for today. I don't want to call this a filler episode, folks, but... You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I look at it as it was a way to play with your new microphone. There so, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the listen. Why to waste some... the time, right? Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. Well, if you think I sound better this week or smoother or silkier, <laughs> leave a comment uh, or a thumbs up on the uh, Facebook page or the uh, comments on the YouTube page. Let me know. And don't forget, we're looking to expand cold ones. So if you're, uh, if you're local to us in the Quartha uh, Lakes area of Ontario, we are looking for actively looking for guests that would like to come on and uh, sample some uh, cold uh, beverages with us and uh, maybe have some fun conversation while we're doing it. Come drink beer with us. All right, guys. Uh, for Hanging at the Barbershop, my name is Wes. I'm Scott. And we'll uh, catch you later. See you, Wes. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for hanging with us at the Barbershop. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please like and share us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our shenanigans. Hanging at the Barbershop is a Sawcast production.